Welcome to We Car Boys Now, the show about getting into the car scene. I am your host, Casey, and this is our first episode, or episode zero, talking about the purpose audience and background, and also where we're going with this show. So, with that being said, the point of this is we want to document and process the evolution of getting into project cars or the car scene in general. I will be having on some friends of mine who are doing the same thing as well, or have previously been into it and already pretty far down that line. If you yourself are someone who's interested in wrenching around, modding a car, or just looking to have fun with what you got and kind of figuring out uh, where you can meet up some other folks and what you can do with your cars and what the scene looks like, then this is for you. Anybody who's experienced in doing that, welcome back. Uh, you probably know what to expect, <laughs> even though I don't myself. Anyways, like I said, my name's Casey, and quick background about myself. I started off wrenching around with cars probably two, three years ago, back in one of my first engineering gigs. I was a student engineer, and around the office, there were the great truck wars. We had the GMC gang versus the Ford gang. Over in the GMC corner, we had uh, all, the, all the guys with Sierras and the Silverados, and then over in the Ford gang, we had some F-150s and some Rangers. And their favorite pastime <laughs> was to just talk smack nonstop about, oh, your train is going to blow, oh, your engine sucks, and all that crap. It was great. Everybody had a great time. But me, over on the side with my uh, Nissan Frontier, received the most flack <laughs> for driving a non-American truck. But, you know, the Frontier did me all right. On the side, though, there was also the Jeep Gang. The Jeep Gang was pretty notorious. And ironically, it had some of those folks in the truck gang as well because they owned multiple vehicles. Notably, we had some guys um, with CJs and then some large size Wranglers, the, the four-door variants. And then even my boss, Ben, who is, you'll find out, is the reason I started wrenching on cars. He had a custom-built old uh, CJ Jeep, I believe. Like, this guy put tons and tons of hours into it, rewired everything himself, rebuilt the engine, Plasma welded his own axles that he purchased wholesale from a guy that did um, train car axles. Yeah, so that was my boss, and I am a young student engineer trying to figure out my world, and I was having some troubles with the old Nissan Frontier, and I was talking to the old truck gangs, and I was saying, hey, this is what's going on, and I said, oh, it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, you could probably expect this quote from the detailer, but then I asked my boss, Ben, and he was like, oh, it's easy. Pulled down his glasses. You should be able to do it yourself. Well, young student engineer looking at his engineer boss, telling him he should be able to do something was like, well, shoot. I guess I'm doing this myself. So that's how I learned how to <laughs> change coil packs, spark plugs, and even a, a timing belt. Went pretty well. And after that, I was definitely hooked. After that, I was looking into getting motorcycles, and I wanted a project build for that because they were—I figured they'd be simpler than the truck was. Thankfully, I was correct. I got myself a 1997 Kawasaki KLR650. That thing was probably a piece of crap. I'll be honest. I bought it for $800 with a title and bald tires, but she ran. I think it had close to 50,000 miles on her. But, you know, it was my first bike, and it was something to do. I actually ended up rebuilding the entire suspension on it, but we'll get into all the motorcycles in another day. I ended up owning two more, and that was before I left that job, went to my new one, where I'm still doing engineering work. But I have officially gotten into the car scene 
And after months of being in quarantine and watching Fitment Industries and Donut Media on YouTube and being very interested in everything, I went out and I, on a whim, picked up a 1992 Mazda Miata. I'm not going to lie, this boy is a little clapped out. <laughs> when I bought her, she was slammed to the ground to the point where the owner had to put an additional set of wheels on because they forgot to roll the rear fenders and actually cut into the tires, destroying them. So, that is our starting out point, is a 1992 Mazda Miata, red with a carbon fiber wrap hood and trunk. So where we're we going from here, what I want to do the most is I want to get on a track and I want to start drifting. After doing a little bit of research online, the Miata is not the easiest platform to drift. However, it is a great project car platform and they work out decently together. So we'll be finding out as I'm actually planning on going to a drift event soon. Uh, to do so, we had to take some steps to get the car up, uh, not up and running again, but to tip-top shape and in proper drift condition. So I'll be documenting that process later. And then also, we're going to be doing additional mods to it. Like, this is basically a big old Lego block as far as I see it. And we're going to be needing to do lots of stuff, like putting in racing seats. Uh, it's already got a roll bar on it, so harness bar, some uh, harnesses, obviously. And then also replacing just some of the components, like uh, headlights, some of the bodywork. The paint is probably going to get redone at some point. It already had coilover, so we don't need to do suspension, but we might be tweaking them. And yeah, we'll be going with that. At some point, I will be doing what I hate doing, which is electrical work, <laughs> because it is a rat's nest under the uh, steering wheel. So, that said, that's the plan going forward. That's who I am, and that's what this show is about. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode.